most difficult, and it seems she is doomed to a life without love or romance. As her youth swiftly passes by, just when she least expects it, someone comes along and her world changes forever. Despite her struggles and setbacks, Hannah lives her life with determination, faith, and courage, never forgetting her roots at Loam Hill. Chapter 1 Late August, 1938. Saturday night, as Hannah gets ready for bed, she starts feeling queasy, as if her stomach has butterflies flittering inside. Her lower back hurts, and her long, slender legs feel weak. She tells herself it's probably from all the hard work she's done this week, helping Mama peel apples, pick beans, and can them in quart-size aquaball mason jars. Not up to listening to her brothers brag about who picked the most corn, she goes to bed a little past dusk. Early the next morning, her legs are so wobbly she can barely toddle over to the old hickory double dresser. Her thick brown hair hangs in a heap of tangled knots upon her slender shoulders as she holds on to the edges of the dresser. She gazes in the round vanity mirror. The image she sees is surreal. No, this can't be me, she cries. Earlier in the week, when a nasty-looking pimple wouldn't go away, she pricked it with a sewing needle, then squeezed it to get rid of the seepage. Now the area surrounding the spot is red, swollen, and throbs with pain. Grabbing at her mouth with both hands, she barely makes it out the back door, upchucking last night's supper. Papa stays at home with Hannah while Mama and her brothers stroll to their little country church about two miles up the road from their Loam Hill homestead. Dressed in his blue denim overalls and a white long-sleeve shirt rolled up to his elbows, Papa rocks and twiddles his thumbs, his chair creaking on the bare hardwood floor. A few minutes later, he gets up, goes into the kitchen, and pours some coffee in his tin cup. He adds some cream, stirs it with a teaspoon, and dumps the coffee into a white saucer. Trudging back to his rocking chair, he sits down, sipping the coffee from the saucer as it dribbles into his mustache and down onto his beard. Still dressed in her sleeveless blue nightshirt, Hannah throws her head back on the soft feather pillow of her two-poster, naughty pine twin bed. Roland will walk with another girl home from church today, she sighs. He's so handsome, he could have any girl he wants. Sobbing, sick, and heartbroken, she feels sure that her world is about to end. When Mama gets home from church, she goes straight to Hannah's room to check on her. Standing in her homemade green floral print dress, with large hairpins holding hair back in a round bun, she worriedly peers down at Hannah. As she lays her hand upon her daughter's forehead, she bellows out, Land sakes alive, girl! You're a-burning up with fever! Her short legs plod into the kitchen, where she drenches a washcloth in cold water, then returns to Hannah's room. Here, put this wash rag on your head and keep it there for a spell. Mama narrows her eyes, glancing at the red, blotchy area on Hannah's face, but doesn't seem to associate it with her being feverish and sick. Hannah shivers as she pulls the quilts up around her trembling body, her heart beating so fast as if she had just run up and down the hills. Like a dog panting for water, she gasps for every breath. When she tries to get up, her weak body collapses back onto the bed.
Mama takes a brown wicker basket off the top of the white oak cupboard in the kitchen and hikes back into the forest, about a half mile behind the cornfield. She fills up her basket with elderberries, possum grapes, ginseng, and other herbs and plants. After getting back to the house, she shuffles into the kitchen, filling a big round black pot with water and adding all the plants and herbs, she boils them on top of the potbelly stove. After the medicinal potion cools, she slowly spoons it into Hannah's mouth four times a day. But after two weeks, there is still no change in her condition. While her body temperature drops, Hannah's blood pressure plunges way below normal. She imagines seeing large spider-like webs falling over her face, chest, and legs, and tries to swipe at them with her frail, shaky hands. Eyes without faces stare at her, while eerie voices...